Welcome to the Subconscious CEO Podcast, the only place where you will learn how to once and for all eliminate your limiting beliefs, eradicate stress, energetically align with the success you are craving, and learn real strategies to become seen and heard in order to define your brand and expand your business. My name is Jackie Adams, and I am an integrative hypnotist and energy healer with a background as a nurse, people leader, and entrepreneur. My mission in life is to make sure everyone who desires to step into their highest self and create the business of their dreams has these vital tools to thrive. So let's get into it. Hello, hello. Okay. I almost feel like I just sounded like Mrs. Doubtfire right there. (laughs) Maybe that's because I was just talking about Mrs. Doubtfire and I totally subconsciously and subliminally sounded like Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello. Okay. I'm such a dork. I'm sorry. (laughs) But seriously, I love that movie. Love that movie. That's one of those movies that really like you can watch with your kids this day and age and it's still totally cool and funny and hilarious and everyone can enjoy. That's like my, I'm on a total tangent already here, but it's my total goal as a parent to connect with my kids with the things that I grew up with and that feel really nostalgic to me. And Mrs. Doubtfire is just one of those movies and it's totally Man, it's totally Robin Williams' energy, right? He was just one of the most incredible actors, human beings there ever was. And I've been to multiple Tony Robbins events. I know that you guys probably know this by now about me. And Whenever we're at UPW, the Unleash the Power Within event, which, oh my gosh, by the way, this is the first year I'm not going in so many years. It's happening this week. I'm so jealous and sad that I can't be there to volunteer or attend with my friends and with probably like 12,000 people in Dallas right now. Anyways, one of the things that Tony says, um, and he does this almost every year, is he'll ask people in the audience, how many of you loved Robin Williams, not just like liked him as an actor, but truly love him, loved the way he made us feel, loved his spirit, his energy, the way he made everyone laugh and smile. You could just feel the contagiousness in that man's heart. And almost every single person stands up. I swear to you. It's a really powerful thing to think about, right? When you think about how much power one person can have, how much joy that person can bring so many people and can change the world can change the way film is created. He was such a troublemaker on set even, I've heard. And yet these people still wanted him to work and be in their movies because of how incredible of a human being he was and how much he could spread love, cheer, joy, laughter, bringing connectiveness, togetherness. And yet on the inside, he was hurting. He had some... Maybe you want to call it demons, some negative energy, some 
negative self-talk, some beliefs about himself that he wasn't worthy, that he wasn't happy, that he didn't want to be on this earth anymore, which I'm not going to get too deep into. However, it really goes to show that each and every one of us has that light and dark within us. We have the ability. He's, I mean, he's not anything special per se. He wasn't brought here on this earth with different abilities than the rest of us. We all have our gifts, but he learned how to use his. He learned how to harness that energy and spread it out and make an impact on so many people. And that's not to say that everyone needs to do what he did and the way he did it, but it does prove that every single person has the ability to take their energy and spread it, to make an impact with it. And also, I think we also have the ability to take that darkness, those negative feelings, and transmute them, to reprogram them. Could you even imagine what Robin Williams could have done if he would have done some inner work. And I don't want to place, this is not me placing judgment onto him because I do not know the intricacies and the details of what happened to him in his life. I don't know everything he went through. I don't know what he was going through. I know there are all sorts of rumors and theories out there of why he decided to end his life. However, I will say that I feel that maybe if he had had some tools to help him through those dark thoughts, just maybe he could have continued to spread that love and light. And maybe it did happen. I know it happened for a reason. Any Everything happens for a reason, whether or not you believe that that's your truth. That's my truth. Because his light, his life, everything that he did taught us all so many important lessons. Anyways, I don't even know how I got on that tangent. (sighs) It just kind of came to me. Um, I do feel like Robin Williams is a wonderful example of a human being with so much that he was able to give us. And yet there's so much more that he could have done for himself so that he could have enjoyed that even more so that the experience could have been mutual between himself and others. That's the work that I want to do. This is the work that is my goal is to help as many people as possible who maybe have it together on the outside. And believe me, everybody, every single person has somebody else who looks at you from afar and says, wow, that person has it together. She has her stuff together. She is amazing. He is incredible. I can't believe what what that person has done. And yet on the inside, we feel like we're not doing enough. We could have done better. Why haven't we accomplished this or that? Like, sure, yeah, I accomplished this. I went to college. I went, I graduated high school, college. I got, you know, whatever degrees and certifications. I got this job and yet, oh, I lost $20,000. So I'm a terrible person. And why is it that we hyper fixate on those little things? Why is that? 
Well, I'll tell you why. There's many reasons. However, our brains are just focused. They're they're designed to look for the danger. Back in the caveman days, we were always looking for danger. We were always looking for what's out there so that we could survive. And yet now we are living in a time of society where we don't have to have that survivalist mentality, yet we somehow default to it. We somehow choose it. And instead of looking for a tiger or bear or mammoth dinosaur, I don't know, whatever was out there. I know, I I do know that humans and dinosaurs did not exist at the same time. Okay. (laughs) But I'm saying that we don't have to look for those fatal dangers anymore. The dangers that we look for subconsciously are the what ifs, the unknowns, all the things that might happen that are bad that have happened in the past that are bad or that we don't know what's going to happen. So we hyperfixate and put ourselves into rabbit holes going over and over what could happen. Tell me if you're with me, right? Snap your fingers if you're with me. <laughs> because believe me, I lived majority of my life in those rabbit holes, in those loopholes. And I'm I'm very happy to say that while that does still happen to me, I'm now able to, with the tools that I've learned and used and practiced with day after day after day, I'm able to stop myself in those thoughts and replace them and move on. I validate them because they're real. They're real thoughts and emotions. Yet the emotions, the thoughts, they trigger a physiologic nervous system response, a hormonal response that affects our physical health, our mental health, our spiritual health. So I'd like to ask you right now to check in with yourself. Take a deep breath and just just do a general check-in. Number one, how is your physical health, your physical structural health right in this moment? How are you feeling in your body? Give it a scale of one to 10. There's no wrong answers, just a scale of one to 10. Maybe think about how your water intake is, your sleep, your nutrition, your movement, just how you feel, how you're doing, how you're performing. Just keep that number in mind. Next, I'd like you to think about how your mental health is. Scale of 1 to 10, mental, emotional health, how your emotions are feeling, how your mind is feeling, your thoughts, the quality of your motivation, the quality of the emotions you're feeling. Are you feeling mostly happy, mostly excited, or mostly sad, mostly worried or anxious? Scale of 1 to 10, again, no wrong answers. Give it a number. No bad answers either. It's okay if you're a 2 today because maybe tomorrow you'll be an 8. And the third category is spiritual. How are you feeling spiritually? Are you feeling connected to the source of all energy, whether that is something that you call God, universe, the source, 
the being, the oneness, Buddha, Allah, whatever it is. How are you how are you feeling spiritually connected to your source? Maybe you don't believe in God and you just believe in science. How are you feeling connected right now to that energy? One to ten. Now think about those numbers and maybe choose the category, whether it's physical structural or mental emotional or spiritual, and decide which one needs the most help today. What could you shift today? Like, for example, if I felt like I slept like absolute crap last night because my dogs kept me up by itching all night. (laughs) Hypothetical, right? That totally didn't happen. Just kidding. It definitely did. What could I do today to turn that dial on my physical health? How could I care for my physical body today? Would that be to take a nap? schedule in time to make sure I get that nap in? Or can I make it through the day? And can I go to bed early tonight, make sure I can get all my stuff done so I can get an extra hour of sleep tonight? Or maybe exercising would help my body feel better. Just feel into it. Feel into it and decide what it is you can do and make a commitment to yourself that you're going to do that one thing. When we talk about turning the dial on our physical, structural, mental, emotional, or spiritual health. We're talking about protecting our energy, maintaining our energy, and increasing our energy, ultimately managing our energy. Because when it comes down to it, if we can learn to manage our energy with what we have now and what we can receive and what we can put out there, We can change the complete trajectory of what we can accomplish in life. We can change the trajectory of what kind of impact we have on ourselves, our families, our industries, our connections, our world. Managing your energy is everything. And it starts so small. It starts with just what's the one thing you can do to turn the dial on maintaining your energy today in those three categories, or just one of them, because we're not wanting to just increase the amount of energy we have all the time. It's about protecting the energy we have from draining out of us. And tell me this, have you ever felt like you had this worry in the back of your mind? You had this thought about something that you didn't know how it was going to go. You, it was just the unknown of something that you're uncertain of happening or you're so scared for, and you're not even physically doing anything with that worry. It's just literally sitting there on you and draining you. It's not even a conscious thought. Maybe it pops into your head throughout the day. However, this subconscious nag, let me put this into a physical visualization for you. What this thought is doing, this intrusive thought, this subconscious energy is doing, it's almost like it's a cord. Think of it as like a big cord wherever in your body. Sometimes I ask people in our hypnosis sessions where they see, where they visualize that cord draining from. And sometimes they'll say, oh, at my belly button or oh, at my side or out my foot or out my neck. It's interesting where the location is. But when you can 
figure out where is that? Just visualize it anywhere. Like, let's just say this, this is coming out of um, our belly, this cord, visualize this cord. And I want you to think of a thought that has been sitting on you, weighing on you heavily with some kind of a worry, some kind of a unknown, a fear. It's all fear-based. Anything negative is fear-based, right? So take that thought and just visualize it for a moment, just draining out of a cord, this energetic etheric cord. It's not even a real cord. It's invisible. But what that cord is doing is draining energy from you at all times. Is that what you want to happen? I'm guessing not. (laughs) One thing we can do to stop this drainage from happening is to protect our energy. And there are two forms of protecting your energy. There's the internal and the external. So when we're talking about protecting our energy from an internal perspective, there are many different practices that you can do to center yourself so that the storm passes over you, not through you. Your internal energy remains calm. Because if you can shift your internal world, then whatever happens around you doesn't have power over you. It doesn't have the ability to affect you negatively with it. When you become so strong internally, energetically, you are able to face anything. You become so certain of yourself and so comfortable with who you are and knowing Everything is going to be okay, even if it isn't right this moment. So internally, what we can do is preventative actions, right? Preventative actions will help you to maintain your internal energetic capacity. I'm going to give you two things that you can do to internally shift your energy. One of them is a gratitude practice. Every morning before you get out of bed, or maybe if you have to get up really quickly, take a minute mid-morning or middle of the day even, maybe it's before bed. I prefer twice, at least twice a day, morning and evening, to do a intentional gratitude practice. And the first reaction I usually get when I tell people to do it a gratitude practice is people say, yeah, 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 I'm thankful. No, I'm thankful. I'm very thankful for what I have. I get it. I know you're thankful for what you have. We all are, right? However, there is a huge difference between being thankful on a conscious level from completing a gratitude practice. What this might look like is you taking a few deep breaths dropping into your body, clearing the thoughts from your mind, whether that's however you get into hypnosis or uh, meditation, but just clearing the thoughts for a minute, taking a few deep breaths, putting your hands on your heart and envisioning a few things that you're grateful for, specific things. And 
different things every day, right? It can be something as little as the ability to have toilet paper, (laughs) okay? Like, I am so thankful after being to other countries before that we have toilet paper. How amazing is that? I couldn't even imagine what it would be like 100 years ago not to have that amazing piece of technology slash paper. (laughs) This is silly, right? However, I'm so thankful for it. And maybe something as big as your partner or your parents, your kids, your best friend, a person in your life that loves you, protects you, would go to war for you, would take a bullet for you. Just knowing you have that person in your corner, just really feel into it. Feel your heart feel it filling with love and gratitude for what you have. Allow the feeling to sink in deeply and then visualize that feeling expanding throughout every single cell of your body. What that's doing is it's literally changing the resonance of your cells. It changes you on gratitude scientifically shifts and changes the resonance of your cellular function. And from that space of gratitude, you are better able to make decisions, better able to show up with a clear head, better able to connect with others. It's good for your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, your physical health. Just a simple two minute, one minute even gratitude practice can make all the world's difference. And by making it a habit once a day, twice a day, three times a day for three weeks, that will help you to make it a habit for long term. The next thing you can do to shift your internal energy force field is visualization. I talk about this all the time, but it's true because again, Our subconscious minds don't always know the difference between what we see physically in front of us and what we see in our mind's eye. So the more that we can visualize the circumstances that we want to happen, the feelings that we want to feel, and feel that now, visualize it now. What is your goal? What do you want your life to look like? What do you want your career to look like? your business to look like, your family to look like, your house to look like, your car to look like. Visualize it. Get as specific as you want. Feel the feeling in your heart. Again, very similar to gratitude. And you could do a gratitude and a future visualization practice at the same time or concurrently, congruently. And just visualize what it is that you want. And maybe even from that space of gratitude, you can then create an even more powerful visualization for your life. And then that feeling, that incredible, amazing feeling of bliss, joy, love, excitement, laughter will help that resonance of your cells to feel more stable, more calm. And you will be filled with more hope and knowing that what you do affects the outcome of your life. And from a space of love 
and gratitude and confidence in the why behind what you are doing all this for, all these life tasks for, you will be better able to make decisions to calmly react to those storms around you. The second category of protecting your energy is externally. So this would be things that happen outside of your internal body, like boundaries, your social battery, maybe avoiding interactions with other people that are negative, just overall protecting the your energy from outside influences. So these are things that you might not be able to always anticipate. However, boundaries is a huge one. I might do a full episode on boundaries because sometimes I say this and people don't really understand what I mean. When you create a boundary, you don't necessarily have to have somebody else act a certain way around you. Like if you say, mom, I really don't like it when you use this specific word. Like say your mom cusses like a sailor and you're like, mom, I really don't appreciate you speaking that way in front of me. It makes me really uncomfortable. So that's a boundary that she would have to obey in front of you, right? In order for you to feel comfortable. But then what if she slips up? What if she doesn't agree if she thinks it's silly? You know, there's always boundaries that you can make with people, but doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to follow them. And then if they don't follow them and you haven't protected your own energy, then you're just going to get triggered really easily. So when it comes to boundaries, sometimes it's better to create boundaries within yourself of what you are willing to tolerate. And you can kind of rehearse your own reaction in your head ahead of time rather than leaving it to chance and then just exploding with whatever emotion comes to you at that moment in time. And if you haven't protected your own energy and you're feeling really, really like on your last nerve, then that person might get, you know, a verbal butt kicking (laughs) from you. And maybe they didn't necessarily deserve that, but it's just a culmination of all the things that have happened to you throughout that day or that week or that month or that year. What I'm saying is you can create boundaries without necessarily telling the person that you're creating it for. You can make choices to walk away, to end a phone call abruptly, to have a set phrase or sentence you are going to say or a signal you need to give your spouse before you leave you can create your own boundaries for not having to have someone else change for you, but for you to protect yourself in terms of what you're willing to tolerate in the presence of others who are triggering, who don't have the same value systems as you. Another thing you can do is a lot of times (laughs) we have to deal, I mean, all of us have to deal with having difficult conversations, right? Having conversations with people who we know it's going to be hard, it's going to suck, and we think about and rehearse these conversations ahead of time. Believe me, I can't even tell you. With just the my day job as a nurse manager, the conversations that I have to have, sometimes I'm thinking about those all night long or for hours ahead of time. And that is draining my energy because I don't want to have the conversation. It's really uncomfortable. So 
what can you do to protect yourself from that energetic drain of anticipating or ruminating on an uncomfortable conversation? What you can do is stop yourself and give yourself like a guideline of what you're going to say, what you might say in anticipation of their response if you believe it might be unfavorable to what you are going to be stating to them. And then write it on a piece of paper and then just do an energy clearing on yourself and tell yourself, I'm going to let this go because I can't control their reaction. And that leads me to my next point of you cannot control other people. So other than boundary setting, another way to influence your external management of your energy is only taking ownership of what you can control and the rest you let go. And maybe that's a quick visualization that you need to do if you catch yourself thinking to yourself over and over about what this conversation is going to be like, how awful it's going to be. Because let me tell you this, most of the time you are going to drain way more energy from thinking about the conversation that you're going to have, the interaction you're going to have, than the actual energy that it takes to just have the dang conversation. Tell me I'm wrong. And believe me, I know this. These tough conversations or interactions we have to have, it takes way more energy thinking about it. So what does that have to do with you? Well, we can't control how other people are going to react and act. So we have to be true to ourselves, promise ourselves that we are going to show up with the interest of protecting our own energy, to do the right thing, to be humble, be appreciative, be kind, but also hold those firm boundaries to not stray from what the right thing is to do. This means that we are not taking ownership of things we cannot control. I'm going to say that again. You do not own what you do not control. And again, these are external factors of energetic management. And a lot of it has to do with letting go of detachment, of surrendering, whatever word you feel really resonates you from this concept. I want you to understand that There will always be things that happen outside of us that we cannot control, and yet we get to have the power, the incredible power to protect our own energy and take responsibility and ownership of how we feel. We can't control others' feelings. They get to own their emotions. We get to choose to own our own emotions. We can validate others' feelings. We can have empathy. We can have sympathy. And yet, then at a certain point, we need to cut that cord energetically, etherically, come back into ourselves, 
move back into our movie gratitude and visualization practice, whatever practice helps you feel better about yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and fill yourself back up. So I want to leave you with thinking about what goals or intentions you can set for yourself that may shift your physical, mental, or spiritual world. What practices could you incorporate into your life that would help your internal and external energy management? And I want you to think about if you were to take these small actions throughout the day, how much more could you benefit in your daily life? How much better would you feel? How much better would you allow yourself to show up? And what outcomes and accomplishments could you make? That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being with me. If you are interested in working with me on a one-on-one basis, please contact me. I would love to chat. I don't have that much openings over the next month. However, I am always open to having a conversation. I'd love to also just hear your thoughts on this podcast. And please feel free to rate and review this podcast. I would love to be able to get it out there to more people so that I can help others. Thanks so much and have a great day. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a moment to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your review is like a guiding light to help me help others. Until next time, remember that you are loved, you are enough, and you are worthy of all that you desire in life.